0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is a very special edition of your Rampaging Smackdown study for November 12th, 2021, the night before AEW's full gear. It's a very, very special time. Full gear looks really good. If you guys haven't already, please Go back and listen to our uh, Go Home show that we recorded and that dropped Friday morning. Sam and I were joined by our buddies over at Back to the Ring Podcast, the Riddler and Mister Zach, and we had a we had a fun time making our picks for the show, doing a little trash talk and talking about our poll that we that we put up and we're looking forward to saturday night it's gonna be a good time for full gear but before we get to full gear we gotta talk what happens on friday nights now normally sam and i will discuss dynamite rampage you know and the other news and whatnot on our normal episode of above the ring this week since full gear is happening and we were doing the extra podcast for the go home show we decided that we're not going to do an actual episode of above the Rain this week so i combined smackdown and rampage together i did this once before um when we had i think i actually believe it was all out so i think this might turn into the way we go about it when it comes to big AEW pay-per-views we'll kind of combine things and just want to make sure that everybody still has you know the most up to date information because when when we recorded our go home show we covered dynamite but obviously rampage was live tonight so we didn't have exactly you know all the information that were actually added matches from what we were talking about last night because we didn't know there'd be extra matches on rampage but that's all good and fine i'll cover that momentarily once we get to the rampage side of things but this will be a nice little extra piece for people to have Saturday morning when they wake up. You can listen to this Rampaging SmackDown study, and then they can get ready for full gear if they choose to watch. And if you're a wrestling fan, I highly recommend that you watch this pay-per-view. And also, if you have that extra time, you have an extra hour, hour and 15 minutes, go back and listen to the Go Home Show. Find out our picks, see how right we were, how wrong we probably will be. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so let's just jump right into the shows and let's get everything covered. So we kicked off SmackDown tonight with Sonya Deville in the ring with four of the five women that are, are on the SmackDown side of the Survivor Series. Um, we had Shati Blackheart. Um, or I'm sorry, just Shati because Vince likes to cut names off. Um, <laughs> uh, Natalia. Shayna baszler and Aaliyah. the she uh, sonia then introduced uh sasha banks who is the team captain and uh, uh shotzi as sasha's able started to come down to the ring you can just see like the daggers coming out of Shotzi's eyes just staring at sasha banks and these two are obviously on a collision course and in that match when those two finally go at it is going to be outstanding but Sasha hits the ring and imme- immediately starts to go after <laughs> Shotzi and uh, the other ladies are trying to hold them back Sonia's yelling at everybody to stop and it just turns into a ginormous brawl it's you know pure bedlam if you will <laughs> so we go to commercial break as everybody's beating each other up We come back, and we end up having ourselves a six-man tag match, or I'm sorry, six-woman tag match. It's Sasha Banks, Naomi. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Uh, While those two are fighting, Naomi's music hits. Naomi runs down to the ring, starts yelling and screaming at Sonya, because those two are in the middle of a brawl. Right, those two are in the middle of a, a thing, and you know, the brawl happened. So we have that six man six. I said it again: six woman tag match as Sasha Banks, Naomi, and Aaliyah taking on Natalia, Shana Baszler, and Shotzi. Now, this was a fun match. Not gonna lie, I'll also be one hundred percent honest. I was a little worried about how Aaliyah would do in this match because. The, she's been in NXT for years. And even in NXT, they never really gave her moments to really truly shine. She had a few, especially when she was with Vanessa Bourne, um, when they were a tag team. They, they had some some glimmers of brilliance. But normally, Aaliyah was talent enhancement. And I kind of felt like the poor, the poor girl was in trouble. And then there was this... You know, being drafted to SmackDown, and I'm just like, "Huh, okay, that's interesting. That could be a fresh start. So we'll see what happens." Well, tonight was her first official match on SmackDown, and not only did she do really well in this match, she ended up pinning Natalia. Now, Natalia had Aaliyah and the Sharpshooter. And Natalia made the mistake of trying to grab onto the ropes for extra leverage. Well, Naomi attacks. Natalia while she's holding onto the rope, kind of like does a, you know, dropping her neck over the rope and uh, stuns Natalia. And Aaliyah is able to, while she's in the sharpshooter, roll her backwards and pin her to the, to the mat for the one, two, three. Now, the way Aaliyah popped up after that, the genuine happiness, because this crowd as well tonight was on fire, on fire the whole time. It was fantastic to watch, and so Aaliyah's all excited, Sasha's all excited for her, Naomi's all excited for her, and it—it's just—it was just pure joy in the ring. It was—it was fantastic to see. I was actually moved. Almost to tears by it because it's just, I love to see when somebody's able to achieve a dream, to make it onto you know the big stage and succeed. And it's just it's as a wrestling fan for three decades plus it's 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 nice to see those moments um, because they're rare. You know, sometimes you can you can tell, you know, when they go for big championships and you know they win their first championship and they you know and they're literally sobbing in the ring. You know, those moments are some of the best moments that I have as being a wrestling fan. And well this wasn't for a title, it was for you know, her first SmackDown match. That's big deal for her, you know? So I was very happy for her, I loved it, and then <laughs> of course this is this is a, a true WWE move. Aliyah's in the back, like, walking towards the... after being in the ring. And you know, she's caught by one of the um, interviewers, and they're talking, and then all of a sudden, Sonya Deville walks up to her. And her first question was weird. She asked, how long have you known Naomi? And Aliyah's kind of like, uh... the doesn't really answer. So, it's like, never mind. It doesn't really matter. I was just informed that you're no longer on the Survivor Series team. And Aaliyah went from being like the happiest person on the face of this planet to being like absolutely devastated. Like, <laughs> I don't know if this was like a rib that nobody told her <laughs> was going to happen, but the, her genuine, gen genuine reaction was perfect in like the the most saddest way ever (laughs) so we don't know now smackdown women's side is down one person we don't know who's gonna get into it um but it's unfortunate um i thought the pick when when it first happened was a little a little odd, because she hadn't had a match on SmackDown yet, and I figured after after this match, I'm like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful mom- momentum for her going into the Survivor Series, and you know, we'll see what happens, and all of a sudden, now it's like, well, shit, okay, now what? But, you know, that's WWE in a nutshell sometimes, especially lately, so it is what it is. After that, they reestablished um, the bend the knee stipulation for the main event tonight between Roman and King Woods. Caleb um, Braxton was able to interview both Roman and Paul Heyman. And apparently in the state of Virginia, if you say something to another person, it's considered a binding agreement. So, The stipulation was if Roman didn't bend the knee after the loss, um, that he would be stripped of the universal title and barred from SmackDown. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to look forward to this main event. After that, we had ourselves a tag team match between Rick Boogs and the Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura, taking on Los Lotharios, Angel, and Umberto. We can't say Garza or Carrillo anymore because those names are now have been sacrificed to the wrestling gods along with Blackheart. So we're back to just first names here. But I really like what Los Lotharios have done. Um they're very aggressive, uh, and they're working really well together. And surprisingly enough, they get the win here. And not only that, but they pin Shinsuke and not Boogs, which kind of kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Because if you're going to lose a tag team match, that's fine. But when one of your, you know, when one of the tag team people is A mid-card champion, he shouldn't be the one eating the pin. But it is what it is. We then had a a random Von Wagner sighting on SmackDown with Adam Pearce. Obviously, Von Wagner from NXT and currently in a tag team with Kyle O'Reilly more on that in a moment so we then had Charlotte come out to the ring and had a an uh oh moment and I don't mean that as you might think it means she she literally had the crowd going uh oh on cue it was a really awkward segment there were a couple of those tonight but we'll we'll get to some of those other ones in a moment um, but while Charlotte's out there, we have a we have a, a wild Tony Storm sighting. Tony comes down to the ring, demands a title shot with Charlotte because Charlotte has yet to defend her SmackDown Women's Championship since she's come over to SmackDown. Crowds all excited, they're all fired up because we love Tony Storm. We stand Tony Storm here at ATR. But she's never on TV, and that's a problem. But as the crowd gets all excited, Charlotte's like, no, absolutely not. So she's focusing on Becky and looking forward to Survivor Series. So it looks like we're not going to have a change of champion before we get in. So that's all good and fine. Now, back to Von Wagner for a moment. Having Von Wagner on SmackDown tonight could be very telling for another certain superstar in the name of Kyle O'Reilly. Now, there are rumors that Kyle O'Reilly's contract is up in a month. So, come December, Kyle could walk away and if that's the case then we all know we all know where he's walking to and that that could be an undisputed shift just to just to throw that out there so we'll see after that we had ourselves a match between sammy Zayn and jeff hardy now kind of going back again for a moment with um adam pierce in his office sammy Zayn made the statement that he wanted jeff hardy removed from the survivor series match because he was being severely disrespectful to sammy while sammy was trying to prepare a speech for everybody um, on the Survivor Series team because, you know, he's the the elder statesman of the group, and he wants to, you know, just inspire everybody. And Jeff thought his speech was terrible, and that t- turned into a whole thing. So Adam Pierce is like, oh, you want him gone? Okay, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to have ourselves a match, and the loser of this match between you and Jeff Hardy will no longer be on the Survivor Series team. So I I honestly feel that the backlash that people had from the fact that they announced these teams on Twitter I feel like the brass is like ah shit fine we need to we need to make some random changes as things go on so they've had these random matches to see who gets what like with dominic and, and lashley on raw we have the same thing here with Sami Zayn and jeff hardy so now this match happens jeff hardy gets the win now jeff hardy's i believe he's 44 years of age and this man is so over with this crowd it's not even funny they absolutely adore his theme and they adore jeff And with Jeff getting the win here, it was very, very satisfying to watch. I love seeing a hot crowd for a great match. And these two put on a great match. Um, But the funniest part of this whole thing, once the match was over, they showed the five people for Survivor Series. Sammy's, like, crawling over to the ropes. And as he does so, his image fades away to just being, like, a silhouette of vacant. So vacant apparently is going to be on the survivor series team for SmackDown. So congratulations. Not only are you like a bajillion time champion, you're now a survivor series member. So congratulations, (laughs) but joking aside, Sammy's reaction to that was pure gold. Um, So I, I'm kind of wondering also what's happening with that because Sammy's contract, apparently rumor has it will be also over in December. So this this could be a very, very interesting time between the next few months. So we shall see. Going forward, we had a segment in the back with... Uh, Aliyah once again, she's on the phone with somebody and she's trying to figure out what had happened um, and she's very distraught. And Mustafa Ali comes up to her and starts trying to persuade her, you know, that, you know, it's not her fault, it's everybody else's fault. And, you know, it's kind of like he's pouring a little negativity into the whole thing. Then we have a ricochet coming over. And telling him, no, 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 don't listen to him. You know, this was your first night. You got a big win. The crowd was hot. Everything was great. You know, this is just a setback. It's fine. You know, you can make your way through it. And so, Aliyah and Ricochet walk off together, and Ali's trying to get a word in edgewise, but he can't. But I'm really digging this whole positivity versus negativity feud between Ricochet and Ali. Um, I don't know where it's going to lead, but I'm intrigued by it, and and I want to see more. So, congratulations to the two of them for being able to pull off something. So far, that's been a lot of fun for me to watch. After that, um, (laughs) this is another one of those awkward moments on the show. Um, Not so much with with this next segment, but with the, the one following. Hit Row... Um, obviously still without B Um very upset still about that because it just seems so weird just the three of the, the three boys and not having her there um, they uh, made shots at the the sneaker gate that's been a big thing between top Dalla and um, some other particular wrestlers from the other channel um, and they just you know, doing their raps and everything else. And it's, it's pretty cool. Then it went over to the next segment, which for me was like, I don't even want to touch this. Uh, It was Jinder Mahal and Shanky trying to mock hit row with their own raps and beatboxing and stuff. That was just really weird and awkward so I'm going to move on from it. <laughs> we then had more Xia Lee hype. Uh, she will be coming soon still to SmackDown. Be interesting to see when she debuts and um, what they're going to have her do. Uh, we then had another interview with Ridge Holland, continuing to sing the praises of Sheamus about him being his idol. And funny enough... We had Cesaro come over and talk with, with Ridge and tell him, hey, you know, Seamus and I are like brothers, but, you know, you know, we didn't just used to set the bar. We were the bar, and I was just like, ah, oh, bar reference, yes! Um, but Cesaro's not a big fan of Seamus' recent attitude change, so... You know he he told ridge to you know watch himself and you know you know don't always meet your heroes type of thing and ridge clearly did not take that very very kindly uh he tells cesar to you know watch out sheamus is returning next week so this could be interesting some people referenced that Ridge is being the Mickey, like the male version of Mickey James and how she was with Trish Stratus when she first made the debut. I didn't really see it as that, but part of me now, once now that it's been a little time since the show, I can kind of see where they're coming from. So I'm interested to see if he's going to be super obsessed with Seamus, or if he's just going to be kind of like that, that young pup learning under, you know, the Seamus tree. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, But, I'm not going to lie, I could be down with Seamus and Ridge Holland being a tag team, Um, eventually probably leading to either Seamus turning on Ridge or Ridge turning on Seamus. And uh, either way, I'd be completely happy with those two even just going at it at some point down the road. Ridge could be that person that ends Seamus' career, you know, in, in a few years if, if Sheamus decides to hang him up. So I think that would be a great way, you know, to – to close out a a fantastic career for Seamus. But I'm just fantasy booking here, so who knows? We then moved on to our main event of the evening with that bend-the-knee stipulation. It was the Tribal Chief, your head of the table, our Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, taking on our king, the first of his name, the bringer of new days in the clotter of bloodlines, Xavier Woods. Now, this was a great match. I loved how good Xavier Woods looked. Roman did make him look phenomenal. And, of course, the match ends in shenanigans, because why not? Because that's just how this, how this works. <laughs> the Usos come from under the ring and drag um, Xavier Woods out after he hits his top rope elbow drop. He had a name for it. I just don't remember it off the top of my head. But he hits it clean. He goes to pin Roman. They get to a two count. The Usos pull him out, and they start beating him up. So the match ends in a just in a DQ. But I don't guess that wasn't part of the whole stipulation. I guess it had to be a pin for somebody to bend the knee. But after they beat down Woods, they steal the crown and they give the crown. They they officially crown Roman. And the mat, the show ends with the the bloodline holding up the ones with Roman with the crown, and it was just it, it was it was quite the sight to see. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I'm wondering now what's gonna happen going forward. It's been a bad week for New Day. Kofi has the ML uh, MCL sh- strain. Uh, Big E get power bombed onto the side of the ring uh, by KO to end Raw, and then. Now Woods getting beaten up by the Bloodline, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with New Day and how they go forward. But that was SmackDown, a really good show. Um, outside obviously of the the awkwardness, but you know it is what it is. We then change channels. We move over to the Rampage side of the show. We kicked off Rampage with Bobby Fish taking on. Jungle Boy, and this was a great match. Um, I love that Bobby Fish is being a, is able to wrestle and is doing a great job and not and not being injured. Not just it's so nice for him to not be always on his back because he's hurt. <laughs> um, the match ended in a in a fantastic um, snare trap. Uh, Bobby Fish used you know his Technical style, striking style to to damage one of uh, Jungle Boy's arms throughout the whole match, and Jungle Boy was essentially trying to strap in the snare trap with just really one good arm, and at the very end, Bobby Fish grabs his his bad arm and tries to pull it out to try to escape the move, and Jungle Boy just comes with his other arm and does this like forearm like brushing shiver across bobby fish's face and bobby reacts in such a way where he just lets go of, of the arm and snaps and he's able to snap in the the snare trap and as bobby's starting to pass out he he taps and i am just i the storytelling is just so good and that's what i love uh, about these these things like these veterans they know how to tell a good story with a match and that was that was a lot of that was a lot of fun Unfortunately, the fun for Jungle Boy did not last long because Adam Cole, baby, made his way to the ring and attacked Jungle Boy. Bobby Fish, after recovering his conscious <laughs> consciousness, gets up, starts attacking Jungle Boy, and then Adam Cole and Bobby Fish hug in the ring. Crowd pops. I popped. And I'm just like, oh, if Kyle O'Reilly gets let go, we can get Red Dragon back. We can get the original Undisputed Era back. Beginning of the year could be really fun, so we'll see. Um, After that, we had one of the two matches that was not originally advertised. It was Jade Cargill, and actually her first year anniversary of being signed with AEW took on and defeated Santana Garrett. It's nice to see Santana back on her feet, uh, doing well also uh, with AEW. Um, during this match though, there was another moment between Jade Cardgill and Red Velvet, Red Velvet sitting at at ringside. These two are legitimately going to kill one another when they have their match in the TBS tournament, um, which I guess those matches are going to return after full gear. So I expect on Rampage and, um, Dynamite next week, probably going to have some more matches. Um, after this match was over, Jade get out of the ring. Uh, and apparently Mark was going to have give her some of the, the cake that he had made for her. And, you know, it was a big, like happy one year anniversary, Jade, et cetera, et cetera, you know, for AEW. But as Jade gets out of the ring, she turns towards like camera side and red velvet speared her so good. Like Jade ate the spear so well. It was fantastic. Red Velvet then pops up, takes the cake, slams it in Mark Sterling's face, and then the two of them, uh, well, and then Jade and Red Velvet begin brawling again. Pe- refs come out, and people starting to break them apart. Of course, they do the oh, they broke the line, and they go in and they start fighting one another once again. And it's <clears throat> this 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 is going to be a fun match once they finally. Are able to get their hands on one another. So I, I look forward to this. A lot of the um, quarterfinal matches look like they have a lot of good storyline potential behind them, anyways. So the EW has done a good job with uh, this TBS tournament. After that, it was Dante Martin taking on a debuting Aria Davari. Again, another fantastic wrestler that. WWE literally let slip through their fingers. Um, unfortunately, he was banished to 205 Live. And anytime he was on NXT, he was immediately squashed. And it was sad to see because Arya is a good wrestler. He is the younger brother of Sean Devari, which if you know Sean Devari, then you know Muhammad Hassan. Fantastic heel wrestler back in the early uh, 2000s. And just some unfortunate timing really derailed any hope of him being a megastar because he had all the tools and it was just just untimely events in the world were his downfall and you yeah, know it is it is what it is but <clears throat> this was a great match Dante Martin picking up the victory here and then something a little Devious happened. Leo Rush was not at ringside tonight because his grandmother unfortunately passed away. So, my wishes, you know, best wishes going out to him um, for this tragic loss. Um, But Team Taz took it upon themselves to extend an offer to join Team Taz to Dante Martin had a whole contract and everything written up, and they told him, you know, just take take, take some time, read it, let us know. <clears throat> so Team Taz obviously starting to grow after getting rid of Brian Cage, who essentially has just disappeared off the face of the planet when it comes to AEW. So is he going to walk away? Who knows? But it looks like they want Dante Martin on their team, and it's funny because I love the fact, and other people have said this too, they love the fact that there people, multiple people are fighting for Dante Martin's services. That just shows how much they actually want to push this kid. And he's definitely proved it since his brother went down too with injury. Dante has been in some of the best matches. Um, you know, wrestling the elite, the super click, the whole you know, the whole shebang. It's just it's good. I have high hopes for this for this kid. After that we had our main event, which was a lumberjack match between Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy. Now Matt Hardy being big Matt, you know big money Matt, paid off a bunch of the heel lumberjacks to take out the face lumberjacks, which they did. So they laid them all out and it was pretty much just Matt Hardy's goons out there for the majority of this matchup. So he would constantly throw Orange Cassidy out and Lumberjacks would just go to town on him, throw him back in the ring, and Hardy would would continue to pound on him. We get towards the end of the match and the face Lumberjacks, you know, start to come back up. You know, they wake up from their nap and they start attacking all the heels, taking everybody out. And then we get to the end of the match, which I was actually surprised with this ending. The Blade, known for his brass knuckles, comes in the ring. Lays out Orange Cassidy with the ref being distracted. Matt Hardy then pins Orange Cassidy and wins the match. I didn't see it coming. I honestly expected this to be over. I, they had kind of led towards this during Mark Henry's famous, you know, intro into the main event where Hardy said after tonight it would be, complete, it would be done. So I, as a fan, was like, okay, this feud is over after tonight they'll move forward. I honestly expected best friends in orange Cassidy to win this whole feud. Apparently that's not the case. It looks like the Hardy family office has and that's and that's great. That's fine. That's a nice swerve. I'd like it. I'm not I'm not. up. I'm not upset by it. <laughs> but that was that was rampage leading into full gear tomorrow. What the time people hopefully listen to this in the morning tonight. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a great show. Like I said, if you guys have some extra time while after you're listening to this, go back and listen to our full gear go home show where Sam and I have guests, uh, the Riddler and Mister Zach from Back to the Ring, uh, our fellow Ship It Studios wrestling group, and listen to the four of us just to, uh, you know make our picks for full gear. Talk a lot of smack and have a lot of fun. Um, it's been some of the best stuff that Sam and I have done. has has been with with these two gentlemen, and we look forward to continuing to do it into the future. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I know you've heard me ramble on for quite a while, and I appreciate you if you're still here listening to this. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring as well. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. And you can find this podcast basically on every podcasting platform that is out there. If it's not on one that you, or if you're listening to one and it's not on there, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can uh, do all your one-stop shopping for podcasts and add a little Bedlam to your day from above the ring. And also, out there on the interwebs, if there's a place that we're not there, let us know. We'll investigate. We'll add ourselves to it. That way you can continue to spread the word of Bedlam. Everywhere, especially from above the ring. Guys, thank you once again for listening. Happy Full Gear Night. I'm so excited for this show. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to go 12-0 and and continue to rub this in everybody else's face (laughs) that I am the best book machine of all shivet Studios. Guys, thank you. Appreciate you. Love you. Done already. Most importantly. Don't forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a wonderful evening. Welcome to the All Eighties Movies Podcast. I'm Bill.